Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Hey, uh, we're very alive for today, considering this is the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday. All these people that say they want this day to be a holiday, pussies. Yeah, speak for yourself. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> All right, big opening. Did you, Uh, I'm Camfield. He's Jeremy. This is Did You America Season 2, Episode. All right, are you ready for this? I'm ready for I this. I did some counting. Do you want the, the Season 2 number, or do you want, like, the overall number? You're going to hit me with some hardcore math. I'm I wa- hitting you with all the stats. This is Season 2, Episode 11 of Did You America, number 32 total. I'm now concerned that um, you just came in with the stats about our podcast because you got so wasted during the Super Bowl, you don't actually remember any of it. Right. Well, I was so distraught with all my losses during the Super Bowl that I figured I had to count some form of winnings. I just started counting our episodes. <laughs> all right. We'll, uh, we'll deal with Jeremy's bets in just a second um, because you had about 60. I had 62 when it was all said and done. All right. Talk among yourselves about how much money you think Jeremy made from his 62 bets on last night's Super Bowl, because we'll get to that uh, very soon. Now, being a Brit um, and, uh, you know, being a a casual observer of American football, (laughs) um, I'm probably not the best person to give a full-on review of the Super Bowl, but I feel like I was reasonably entertained by that game, and most people were saying that it was dull as hell. And I don't know if maybe I was just too caught up in the moment because... I was backing Tampa severely uh, because one of my before when I lived in Shitsville, when I only was able to visit a proper country, uh, one of my and I visited. I didn't go anywhere else for. I'm not exaggerating here. For more than ten years, every time I had a vacation in the UK, I always went to America because it was where (laughs) I wanted to be. Right. So I went once or twice a year. And out of uh, all of those trips to various different places where basically I was always trying to get a job, I wanted to go. I used to go to parts of America where there were program directors that were vaguely interested in me. So I think if I'll go there for a vacation during the vacation, arrange a meeting with a radio boss and hopefully they'll give me a job so I can go back to the to the UK and resign my current job and then move to a proper country. That was always my it's a good strategy. It, well, it, it worked eventually. Um but one of those trips, one of my most favorite trips to a proper country um, was to Tampa. And we've discussed it on the podcast before. I had such a fun time in Tampa. So the, the, the closest affinity I had with either of the sides in last night's game was that I, I really wanted Tampa to win because I went to a Charlie Sheen meltdown show there 10 years ago. <laughs> um, and so I don't know whether based on that, uh, when they started to do so well, I was getting more excited uh, about a game that to most people probably in the football wasn't that entertaining. I think uh, I think you had every right to be excited by that game. You know, people often get distracted by the Super Bowl and how big of an event it is, so they want a really close 
come down to the wire, you know, last second touchdown type game. And sure, every once in a while we get that. You know, it was a few years ago when the Patriots played the Seahawks and it literally came down to an interception at the goal line on the last play. Mm. Yeah, that stuff's memorable, but this actually was a pretty entertaining game from the for, as a football fan for A, Tom Brady dominated from start to finish. Mm. I mean, just so impressive that he can do this at 43 years old. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who leads one of the greatest offenses in NFL history, was shut down. So great defensive effort. And so while the game was decided by the fourth quarter, there were absolutely exciting moments, big plays, and stuff to be entertained with throughout. So, you know, most people, they're going to say, oh, it wasn't a great game. But in the end, they're haters. That's all it is. It's, those are the same people who say Tom Brady isn't the best quarterback of all time. Right, because when uh, when Tampa took the lead and then carried on scoring, those people who wanted the torch to be passed to Mahomes were basically going, oh, oh, for God's sake, he's doing it again with another team. And so, right. you know, and then it became, you know, more and more likely that uh, the Buccaneers were going to win. But did, you have to give some props to the way the Buccaneers played in terms of, uh, was it Mahomes? It was nearly 500 yards while scrambling, right? I, I mean, they that, shut yeah. him down. That was one of the big stats that came out because it, obviously he's a great player and you can't you can't take anything away from the fact that it was, I think it was 497 yards scrambling, right? right? Just running away trying to avoid sacks. Now, look, in the end, Mahomes, he got humbled a bit. He was on this great rise as he was the the next goat you know the uh the baby goat if you will and tom brady proved you know he's still here for a little bit so mahomes is gonna be there again mahomes very well may one day match the amount of super bowls tom brady's been i mean he's been to two in three years as a starter so and, and he's got even without getting anywhere near to close to the age of tom brady at the moment he could still have a good potential 10 more super bowls in him right because right. he's 25 of course right 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 and people forget i mean you know, everyone, again, they want, the natural thing is going to say now that, look, Tom Brady was the best and Bill Belichick wasn't that good. We've had this discussion a few times, but in the end, the team that Tom Brady went to was a very good team and they were worthy of being Super Bowl champions. It wasn't just him. I mean, the defense dominated. He's going to get all the praise because, again, he's the GOAT. He's the best that ever did. He's the face of the league. But, I mean, to stop, to not have Patrick Mahomes throw a single touchdown, so We'll get to gambling a bit, but there was an option on the website I gamble on to if you you could bet a dollar on Patrick Mahomes to not throw a touchdown in the game, you would have won three hundred dollars on a dollar. Wow. That's how that's how shocking it was. So sure, it might have been a boring game from the fact that there wasn't a touchdown every minute and it was really close, but I mean like that's really impressive for a defense to do. And in terms of the score, this is the the worst. Mahomes has suffered in terms of a defeat in like five years, right? right? Which is absurd because like it really wasn't that big of a defeat. You know, there there was a game in college where he lost by I'm pretty sure 70 points when he was at Tech, so he's used to big. But losses. that's the last one, right? Exactly. Right? You After have to go. That. You have to go back to him being in Texas yeah. Tech for that kind oh, of yeah. loss. Now, is that really? You know, it's not Mahomes' fault though, right? It's not like he suddenly became no, crap look. with the with the Super Bowl. Although it's obviously that's gonna is gonna be a, what happened yesterday is gonna be a very humbling experience for I th- him. I think if you played that game ten more times, uh, there's a good chance that kansas city wins at least six of them right that that's just the way it is you know that's that's how football works any given sunday the game can be different also you have to kind of remember the chiefs as a team were going through a major distraction this week when one of their coaches 
literally got into a car accident and potentially killed a young child. Yeah, she got and, brain damage. Right, yeah. and that's you know the Andy Reid's son, so the head coach. So it's not only affecting him, but that guy, you know, he was also a coach on the team. It it had to affect all those players. So not that that's an excuse for why they lost, but you have to imagine that. That, that was a level of distraction that they weren't used to that probably played a role in their preparation and why they got dominated. Yeah. Isn't that, weren't the Chiefs decide that had a player that uh, was a doctor and then when COVID happened, he went, actually, you know what? I think I should go back to being a doctor because uh, the, the the America needs me at the moment. Yeah, he uh, is one of their offensive linemen. It's like, uh, They're I all going, his name is like Lauren Tardif. I mean, he's good. It wasn't like he was incredible. Oh, he is a good they player They can't put it sure. all down to him. Right, no. Uh, okay. he, he, he did a good thing, but in the end, like they had a replacement for him. It was okay. Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Patrick Mahomes, I know you check out this podcast and you're probably not feeling too good today because because, you know, you were going to be seen as the potential goat and you're this uh, young player on the rise and you thought the torch was going to be passed. I see this very much as a parallel to my own career, where at the age of 16, I was on country 1035. That's 1035 a.m., everybody. I was on country. I was playing country music during the middle of the night on a.m. on a weekend, age 16, which was seen as a tremendous achievement for a 16-year-old who was still at college. And then at 19, I got rejected by the BBC. Ah, and look at you now. Seeing doing a podcast at my kitchen table in Deep Ellum. Doesn't get much better than that, folks. I will say this about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, though. You know, we everyone now was going to put down on him, and we now know that Brady is the GOAT, but it doesn't change Patrick Mahomes' status. He is still the next best thing. You know, they call a, a baby GOAT is known as a kid. Mm. Brady's the GOAT. Mahomes is the kid. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did think um, that the way that they filmed it like the 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 way that they faked making it look like a proper game was pretty good because i one of my friends texted me during the game and i hadn't even considered this just from the point of view of how few fans there were and the way that it was captured it, when you watched it from a tv point of view it kind of seemed like a proper super bowl you for know? sure so all i actually pr really enjoyed what they did which i mean i, I forgot understood. that it wasn't a proper right. super bowl for well, quite a while well the nfl for some reason didn't do this all year you know some teams did the whole uh you know the cardboard cutouts and the yeah stands, but they would do it as like in sections of the stadium and then there'd still be big gaps of open seats and the Buccaneers said, no, any seat that's not filled with a fan, we're going to put a cardboard cutout there. It made it seem like it was actually sold out and it looked like a normal game. It wasn't like a jarring image to see, mm. like it had been throughout the whole entire season. Yeah. And one of my other uh, non-football takeaways was uh, Bruce Arians. I know he's the oldest coach to win a Super Bowl, but did you see his mom in the crowd? Like he's 68 or 69 and she's in her 90s. Like, I'm sorry. Keep put her in a home where it's safe. She's in Florida. What is she doing out in public? <laughs> because all the old people go out in Florida. It's what they do. No, I no, was thinking they stay in their homes. <laughs> I was thinking 
is her plus one Betty White? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you can have plus ones right. at Super Bowl during COVID, but uh, I reckon that maybe her Betty White was like would have been next to her, but it was socially distanced. Yeah, right? she did seem to have an entire block to herself. So I think there was definitely yeah, they, some, they some, some social distance around. Yeah, her, yeah, so yeah. There was, was definitely some social social distancing going on uh, around her. So yeah, I, I keep on reading all these reviews today saying that it was just bland and boring, and um, I was thinking actually I I, I was quite entertained by it but it was because i had my uh investment in tampa based on completely non-football criteria right right you know and, and well, my, look, everyone has their ways of making the game more exciting in my mind every time gronkowski threw a touchdown i was transported back to that side of stage for iron maiden chatting to lady gaga did you hear those <laughs> names drop you know the only thing that could have brought that memory back even more if is is if the tampa halftime show was lady gaga right, right? that would have been uh, that would have been key um so let's deal with your bets then oh okay. 62 bets placed yeah i don't think that's abnormal well um so i have a buddy um who is he's not a pro gambler but he could be um he and i used to work together in arizona and uh he always made way more money from gambling than he did from his radio paycheck and put it this way he got laid off due to COVID and he's got kids now. Him and his wife had twins. They do just fine with him staying at home, placing bets, not, not wow. doing an actual job, supporting a family with two kids living in Arizona, which can't be cheap. So that is, although he would never describe himself as a professional gambler, that is testament to, you know, how well he gambles. He's my buddy who's got four TVs in his front room just, right, just right. for Sundays when the games are on. So judge from this what you will in terms of your proficiency with gambling. The guy I just described who's doing all right, placing those bets, raising his family, making money. He only placed 50 bets ah. on the Super Bowl. <laughs> you oh. placed 62. <laughs> so in terms of statistics, that's the first one I'd like to throw out there. Mom, if you can just go ahead and shut this part of the podcast <laughs> off, that'd be great. Okay, so... How many of your kids are you putting through college <laughs> with those 62 bets? I'm not even putting myself through life. I All right, so... Not all the bets, you know, the big difference between me and your friend is he's probably putting big values on those 50 bets. Me, not so much. I made one really big this bet is, on This the is game. like when the alcoholic goes, no, I've gone a day without drinking before. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I, I made one big bet, one slightly lesser bet, and then 60 small bets. You know, nothing, nothing to go crazy about. So in the end, and I did really well with those 60 small bets, but it... It didn't quite overcome the big loss. I'd so. also like to point out, because you can't see, out of all of the things we've ever discussed on the... How many episodes did you say? 32? 32. This is the only topic where you've actually started pointing at me. Of like, no, you listen to this! <laughs> I'm making a valid point that exactly. I don't have a problem. Carry I, on. <laughs> so I made uh, big winnings to some people on Super Bowl Sunday. I came home with a total of $1.63. Huh. Yeah. So if you had kids uh, that would buy, like, what do you, do you call them? Dummies that they suck on kids? Sure. Yeah, like lollipops. Yeah. Yeah, like a lollipop. Yeah. All right. 
I can get them a few gumballs on top of that too. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't wallet shame me. I mean, I guess you didn't lose money. Exactly. Look, it's, I'm not saying that I only won one or two of those 60 bets. I won a ridiculous amount of the small bets, but my one really big bet I lost. So I bet on, uh, not to get too gambling minutia, I did something called a teaser bet where I added points to the bet. So I had Tampa Bay as a 10-point underdog. They covered that. But the second part of the bet was I needed the score to be over 48 points, mm-hmm. and it was 40 total. So I lost that one. But with the prop bets, I had one big win that helped me break that, and that was when that fan ran onto the field. Right. $1, $13 win, baby. <laughs> That's pretty That's good. That's pretty good right there. I missed that bit because I was going for a Pete. Was it just a, a regular fan or a streaker? So they called him a streaker, but he didn't get fully naked. He was in, like, one of the Borat-style singlets. Oh. Yeah. As per our discussion in the previous episode, was it Kenny G trying to get his dick out? That was one of my bad losses. (laughs) Kenny G did not make an appearance. However, I crushed it on the Super Bowl halftime shoot. Another big win. I bet bet that there would be no costume changes throughout. Right. The weekend stayed in that normal red jumpsuit outfit that he's been rocking for months now. Mm. And I would bet that it would be either under nine or eight songs. I can't remember. I hit that one as well. But big loss, no Kenny G. Well, actually, you say that. Have we had confirmation as to who the so-called shrieker was? And do we know that it wasn't Kenny G? You know what? I'm going to be calling my gambling website today. I think we need to make an investigation into this. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. few more other uh, good wins that I called. I picked Brady to be MVP. And I said that in his uh, speech after, he would thank his teammates first. Another big win. I also said that the national anthem would take longer than a minute 59, and it took 216. So, woo, that's a W2. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. What about the coin toss? Okay, so... How's your rate of success going with there's that? There's a little bit... No, there's. you can either go one or the other. Right. <laughs> so on the heads or tails, I did get that wrong. Right. I went with heads. It was tails, but... I covered that bet because I bet that the Kansas City Chiefs would win the coin toss. And then I also bet that the team that won the coin toss would lose the game. So, boom, that's two to one. That's a win. I'm tempted to text my buddy the could be a pro gambler if it it wasn't sort of an impolite inquisition and say... Just want to know, for the purposes of my friend on the podcast with a gambling problem, how much did you win from your 50 bets? But I, know, <laughs> I feel like that's a rude question to ask, and I feel like you don't want to know the answer. Look, I be- here's the thing. is I bet when he tells you about all his gambling, he tells you about the wins. You know what I do? I'm going to let you know about the losses. Right. The losses happened too, and I had some big losses on Super Bowl uh, Sunday uh, well, as well. Well, I mean, you could say that, but I've seen his house with these four TVs, and he definitely has twins that he's paying for, you know, through putting on these bets. Yeah, but just wait till there's a down year, and all of a sudden he's homeless, and those kids are scrounging for money outside of a Walmart. <laughs> Me? I'm going to tell you, not all my bets were perfect. I said that the Gatorade dumped on the winning coach would be lime green or red. It was blue. Mm. I thought the total score would be over 48 points. It was at 40. I thought Kenny G's cock would come out. Kenny G's <laughs> cock was nowhere to be found. Well, unless it was Kenny G who was the streaker. Right. right. I thought... Uh, That's definitely a bold bet. 
to bet that Kenny G would appear during the weekend's halftime show to do a saxophone solo is one thing. And I thought my reasoning for that in the previous episode was very grounded in so much as if it's going to be a medley, does the weekend have enough hits to do medley style to fill 12 minutes? Possibly not. Would you stick in a sax solo to fill the time with <laughs> Kenny G? Possibly. To extend the, but to go so, okay, I'll put 10, 10 bucks on Kenny G will appear. To extend that to Kenny G will appear and get his cock out. <laughs> I just, I really like the balls of the weekend during that show because he, You'd liked it more if you saw I, Kenny G's I mean, balls. I saw the balls, but the, the balls he showed in the performance was really good too. Because like you said, like, does, we weren't sure if he had enough songs to fill out that amount of space. Mm. But instead of inviting other artists like you normally see in the halftime show, instead he was just like, nah. I'm singing the full goddamn songs. You're getting all seven of my hits. Let's talk about the halftime show then. So again, I feel like I'm going against the trend of people that are posting on social media. Although maybe I shouldn't be uh, taking too much notice of this because anything that's a big event, if you just skim social media, it's always going to be the negativity that comes out first because that's what people like to post the most. But much like my um, feelings on watching the game, which I enjoyed, and then I read a load of people that are moaning about the fact that it was boring, um, the weekend show, the halftime show, was what I expected it to be, minus Kenny G with his cock out. Um, (laughs) And yet... Everyone seems to be hating on it. And and here's my thing with this. So I don't really have any skin in this game. I, I knew, actually, I I said I knew the I love it when I'm off, I can't feel my face song with, right. with The weekend. And he sang that. And he sang that. He actually sang a couple of other songs that I recognized, the Starboy right. song and, and a few others. So... I'm familiar with more weekend music than I knew. I'm not a big fan of The Weeknd. Like, I get it. There's plenty of music where I look at it or listen to it and go, I wouldn't choose to play that at home, but I understand that it's artistically good. So I totally understand that from The Weeknd. As far as getting a good review for a Super Bowl halftime show... I feel like now it's pretty much impossible to do because if you go out and you do basically a circus like certain artists have done, like when Lady Gaga came right. through the roof or was uh, what was the last year? That was like J-Lo a circus. J-Lo and Shakira. J-Lo and Shakira. That was an amazing show from a spectacle point of view. And then the people who didn't like that said, well, it was nothing to do with the music. They were just, you know, dancing and doing stunts to a track of their music. Right. Then you get The Weeknd, who does a show which is less about the spectacle and more about a montage of his hits, and people say that's boring. So you do one thing or the other, and people still hate on it, and I feel like there's so much importance now with the part of the, the halftime show having to be something more than it used to be. That And I'm making a bunch of points here, but maybe... The people that are older that talk about when it was great that The Who or The Stones or Prince or whoever performed, if you watch those shows now, I bet they were way less spectacle. Absolutely. And if someone modern did a show that was just about the music and that was, say, the 2022 halftime show, it would equally get panned like the shows do now. So I think just like what you were talking about where a lot of people thought the game was boring because it wasn't a last-second wire-to-wire finish... Uh, I think people are reacting more to the fact that, 
all these other artists didn't come out and it wasn't like this giant in your face explosion spectacle. It was like actually showing just like someone singing really well and like putting on a good show. I thought the halftime show was great. Mm. I thought it was uh, top notch. And I think it actually has a lot to do with, um, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but like Jay-Z kind of has taken over the production of the Super Bowl he halftime was, he's show. He's the consultant, right? right? So he, he took that over last year. And so two years in a row now, when it was announced who would be the singer, it was kind of met with a okay reaction, but not like, oh my God, reaction. You know, people weren't like, J-Lo is about to be the greatest show ever. And then they were like, Shaquille, you know, neither of them had hits for quite some time, but it ended up being a really entertaining spectacle of a show. I felt the same thing about The weekend, where I was kind of like, all right, let's see how he does. And I thought it was incredible. And it ended up being with the stadium not being filled. He was able to do way more than most artists would. I mean, he was moving all throughout the field where mm. normally, you know, the field is covered with fans for mm. the halftime show. So they were able to do more than they normally would. I thought it was better because it kind of gave you the feel of like, you know how sometimes on award shows, they'll kind of make like a music video out of the mm -hmm. performance. It was kind of like that as opposed to just like watching a live show where a lot of times these networks don't know how to film a live show and they get the shots totally wrong. Yeah. And when you're supposed to be watching a guitar solo, it's like randomly on some ugly fan in the stands. But also I feel like the weekend did what the weekend does and that's what people are criticizing him for i didn't expect the circus theatrics right. i expected him to dance around a bit and perform his songs to camera like he would do if you went to a show by the weekend in in an arena for sure. right now that if you go back on youtube and watch any of these supposed classic halftime shows uh, it, that is exactly what those artists did. If you watch Tom Petty or The Stones right. or, or, or Prince, right? There's n there's not much razzmatazz around them. They're on stage, they play three or four songs, and then they leave, and the second half begins. And yet, maybe it's just the thing of like everything was better in the old days. You hear people talk about those shows as apparently great halftime shows, which they they may well have been, but essentially those artists I've just mentioned were doing you know, four songs, a four song version of what they would normally do at their full show. The weekend was doing a medley version of what he would normally do at his full show. Yeah. And apparently he gets panned for that. Look, it's not Prince playing Purple Rain as the rain in the stadium begins. But, you know, maybe it's not Beyonce from a few years ago, but it's a lot better than Shirtless Maroon 5 that we got or the Coldplay halftime show from a few years back. Like, it was really entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he spent $7 million of his own money. Yeah, I, I would like to see the statements on that. Yeah. You know, look, hey, good publicity, but like, come on, $7 million. I We have a lot of hits, clearly, we saw from that uh, medley of songs, but... Does he really just have seven million to fork over when Pepsi's like actually producing the whole thing? I did like one of the comments uh, I saw someone make on Twitter was that um, this is the weekend's Pepsi halftime show with a lot of songs about Coke. <laughs> See what they did there? I don't know who oh, said that. I don't know who smart. said that. Someone way funnier than us, but I was very amused by that. And 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 also the other thing that I have seen, which I guess is um, good currency in 2021, is the fact that um, people are slamming the show, and whether or not he put seven million of his own money into it, um, I have seen 
in the hours, and at this point that we're recording, it's been, you know, what, 12 hours-ish since he performed. Um, there are a ton of weekend memes all taken from that show. Right. And that, that surely, if you're a current artist in 2021, is how you're going to make a ton of money back. So in terms of the success, you know, it's not really about what the Hollywood Reporter writes. Right. It's not even about how many people are going to go back and re-watch it on YouTube. How many weekend memes have been made <laughs> from that show in terms of the currency, right? Becoming a meme is essentially going platinum in 2021. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, his, uh, his revenue stream from memes is a lot more impressive than your revenue stream from bets is what i'm saying you know I, i'd say he probably made a little bit more than a dollar 63 yesterday yeah 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 i think so uh, the only issue i take with what you said was that he was clearly miming what do you mean he wasn't singing live oh they never do well no but that again that no but you said something about him singing as if there was artistic right, integrity but like, in that, it was but still that's a good a, show no 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 i'm about to defend this back up back up that's another point i'm about to make people talk about Again, all of those old artists and how they clearly sang live. And that might well be true. But the halftime show in those days was nowhere as monetized as it is now. And I think there is an element of you can't afford to sing live because everything has to be so perfect, you know? Yeah. And, and again... Um, I haven't actually. I, I, I think actually because there's like a million different ways you could watch Super Bowl now. I feel like um, everybody. I've got YouTube TV now. We're going to talk about that in part two. I feel like uh, this is the most technologically advanced I've been since I was one of the first people I know to get a BlackBerry. Um, I watched the, the feed on YouTube TV and it was fine, but I know that other friends of mine watched it through various different devices and apparently there were some dropouts and the audio wasn't that great. Um, but the point is is that the people that say, oh my God, he was miming and so on and so forth. I think kind of, you kind of like, you have to mime now because you have to get everything to be completely correct and, and superb. Otherwise you'll get slammed for that. If you don't lip sync, it's going to just sound like shit because of the stadium they're in. Right. I mean, like, you and then know. you get panned for that, right. and all that sponsorship money goes to shit. Like, right. that's what the it's it's been built up to. That's what happens when you perform at an open football stadium as opposed to a concert hall. You know, like the acoustics are way different. Why take the risk and have everyone hate on you? Yeah. Instead, I'm going to take off the bandages for a little bit and kind of move my lips around. And then there are you know those people that criticized uh, the shows in previous years to say that they were lip syncing. Well, it was because they were dancing around and, you know, coming from through the fucking roof of the venue. If I was doing <laughs> right. a Lady Gaga stunt and I was coming through the roof of the venue, I'm not so sure that I would be concerned about singing live at that point in time, you know? No, I'd be more worried about, like, how am I not going to die while falling from the sky? And again, going back to my point to start all of this... Yeah, you could say, okay, but they're not doing it live and we wanted an authentic music show. I guarantee that in the modern day, if you did a 100% live, authentic, halftime performance, it would just get slammed for being completely dull because it would have to be dulled down to such an extent to make sure that acoustically it sounded okay. So I think we can agree that whoever does the halftime show and however they do it, they're never going to get a good review. No. But if you've made 7 million back on the memes in 12 to 15 hours, like I would estimate The weekend has, he at least is winning. Uh, that's a win in my book. 
All right, uh, we will uh, get to part two of Did You America in just a few seconds. We've got Song of the Day coming up, uh, some things on the uh, Super Bowl ads. Uh, if we get to it, Lars Ulrich from Metallica's Dad has just released an album. And also, don't think that with all of the actual game and halftime excitement, I have forgotten that after yesterday's big game, the new version of The Equalizer debuted. Oh, I stayed up. All right, let's do part two of Did You America? If you want to talk to the show, uh, you can send us a message via the website, didyouamerica.com. That's also where you can get our T-shirts and vote for Song of the Week. Many thanks to the people who did that over the past seven days. Uh, last week, we had the following song choices. Uh, New York producer went with All You Ever Wanted by Rag and Bone Man. That got 43% of the vote. Jeremy's Choice, Day by Day by Gary Bartz got how much percentage do you think? I'm thinking zero. Six. Okay. And uh, hey, I won again. Ah. Dream Weapon by Genghis Tron. The band who uh, split up so long ago, their uh, initial demise was announced on MySpace, but they're back now. Uh, their song Dream Weapon, 51% of the vote. So well done to Genghis Tron for winning this week's, uh, last week's uh, Song of the Week. Uh, this week's Song of the Week is what we're about to get into now. Uh, these are the new songs you can vote for via the website, or we will get a poll on my Twitter. I'm at Ian Camfield on Twitter. Jeremy, which song are you going with this time? Well, my hunt for 0% continues this week. I will be going with the song Gang Signs by Freddie Gibbs featuring schoolboy q y'all will probably hate it but i love it freddie gibbs is one of the bgs uh no maybe he's like their adopted black rapping son but i don't believe so oh yeah i was gonna say it would be a big imagine the pr we could get if we discovered that because i watched that that great bgs documentary we discussed it on this podcast that's on uh, hbo and they're saying that only one of them stood alive. Imagine if uh, one, of the, one of the others was on some sort of tax dodge and was living as Freddie Gibbs. They said, look, listen, keep the same last name because then it'll throw people off the scent, but adopt a new first name. I say they, they just go with it. Adopt him into the family. He's an official Gibb now. Yeah, he was doing it. Um, he started doing it a few years ago when uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon were still using blackface, so it was acceptable then. And, and and now they're like they're like, and he's now he's like, oh my god, now I can never say that I'm actually one of the BGS because I've done something that's absolutely abhorrent. <laughs> yes, that's the exact scenario that's happening right now in <laughs> Freddie Gibbs' life. <laughs> All right, so no, no, so Freddie Gibbs, not not a BG, as far as I know, <laughs> with blackface right, on. Right, <laughs> he wants. He wants to come out as be like, no, actually, one of the other BGs is alive. And before you judge me, all Jimmy Kimmel had to do was take a holiday for the for the summer, and then was allowed to come back. Who, who's the living BG? Is it Barry? Ro- uh, Barry, yes. Barry. Plot twist: Freddie Gibbs is actually just Barry in blackface. <laughs> all right. Uh, Gang Signs by Freddie Gibbs is uh, Jeremy's choice this week. New York producer is going with Sacrificial by Rez featuring Paris. And I am going to choose the latest song by A Day to Remember, who have got a new album coming out uh, March 5th. Uh, Their song is called Everything We Need. So they are your choices on this week's Did You America 
Song of the week. Uh, I'm going with Everything We Need by A Day to Remember. Jeremy's going with... Gang Signs by Freddie Gibbs. Not a BG. And a uh, New York producer is going with Sacrificial by Rez featuring uh, Paris. You can vote uh, if you go to digiuamerica.com slash song. Or as I mentioned, we will get a poll on my Twitter. I am at Ian Canfield on Twitter. Uh, one more Super Bowl related thing to do and then we'll move on to uh, some other stuff. Um, I must say that having defended the game and also the weekend's halftime show for being uh, more entertaining than most of the reviews are suggesting, um, as far as Super Bowl ads go, uh, if, if people are criticizing them, I didn't see anything that made me think it was amazing or I was surprised or it was hilarious. I mean, I saw somewhere I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. But I, that, 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 the, the, the ads or the ones that I, I saw at least were the most average thing to you me. You know, I think this has happened the last few years where, you know, because of what the Super Bowl is and the event, the the thought of watching these ads get hyped up so much. And, like, in the end, there were a few years back in the day where, like, maybe there were three or four, like, out-of-this-world hilarious commercials. In the end, it's not like the commercials are so good and, like, memorable. It's like every once in a while you might get one. It might go viral. But nowadays, all these companies release their commercials a week before the game. Right. So there's no... No point of even it's not even a surprise anymore i think that, that they cost so much to advertise during the game that they the companies want to get the most mileage out of them so if they're paying for that one 30 second spot they want to make sure that people are talking about it a, a week right. beforehand you know um what did i make a note of the ones that stuck out to me um oh actually here's a, here's something that i wanted to ask you about so the uh did you see the ashton kutcher one for cheetos right with, with, uh, is, with he shaggy. Married, is he married to me okay we had at the super bowl party i went to we're gonna pretend COVID doesn't exist right now at the super bowl party that i went to yesterday we got into a heated discussion over this no one knows if they're married or not i knew they were a couple but i didn't know if they were husband no and one wife. also thought to google it i'm pretty sure they're <laughs> married i'm googling it now so uh yeah yeah, they uh, Ashton Kutcher is having a go at his wife, or maybe not his wife, uh, about the fact that she keeps on uh, eating his uh, Cheetos um, secretly, and she says it wasn't me. And then Shaggy's sitting on the sofa, right? Yes, it wasn't him though. Are they married? Yes, they are since 2015. Okay, so we've got that confirmed. So are you thinking that really what was happening was Mila Kunis was cheating on Ashton Kutcher with Shaggy and then like they just turned it into a Super Bowl commercial to like get away with it? No, that thought that my immediate thought was, wow, I haven't seen Shaggy in ages. And uh, and, and it's great that he had such a popular song back in the day that, it, what, 15 years later, it's still so prevalent that they could stick it in a Super Bowl commercial. And it's still funny. The song was It Wasn't Me, but unless that song played, no one would have known that it was him. Um, no, I recognized him. You no, didn't no. recognize him until he started singing. I, no, but, well, no, 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 no. I didn't recognize him to start with, but when she said it wasn't me, see, this is that this, right? Is, right? That's, you know what? Maybe Shaggy should have been doing the halftime show and people would have preferred <laughs> that because, because here- One I, song for 14 minutes. Well, then they could have brought out Kenny G to get his <laughs> cock out and then you would have won a lot more money with your Super Bowl bets. He actually did do a collaboration a few years back with Sting. 
that is pretty good. So right. well, they could have done that. From I guess. my point of view, I, I I thought I only knew one weekend song. As it turned out, I knew two because I knew the I can't I love not feeling my face when right. I'm off my tits on coke. That one and uh, and the Starboy song. Right, right. Um, I definitely know it wasn't me by Shaggy. So it so uh, oh no no no. Hang up, back up, everybody. <laughs> didn't didn't Shaggy do Oh Carolina? I'm on it. Hold on. Google that. Because if Shaggy did O Carolina, then I know as many Shaggy songs as I know the weekend songs. So apparently Shaggy has two songs, and one of them is indeed O Carolina. See, I mean, the, uh, who, hey, hey, who'd you say is consulting for halftime, Jay Z? It looks like you now. Uh, 20. <laughs> 2022 because okay the everyone i feel like before even the weekend started his halftime show there was so many people willing him to fail because the reaction was the weekend's gonna do halftime i mean for god's sake we were discussing the fact that he might need to get kenny g to get his dick out to make it entertaining (laughs) right so we we were part of that but this is my mental thing with shaggy being on the sofa in that uh ashton kutcher mila kunis ad is that yes you're right that when the camera was first on him, I didn't go, oh, that's Shaggy. But as soon as she said it wasn't me, I thought, that's Shaggy. And that, that is the power of that hit. And then, of course, the ad went on, and I was like, okay, now I get what you're doing here. And, um, okay, I'm going to venture that um, he's got two hits. That's about the same as The weekend. I'm really stuck on the idea of having him as the Super Bowl halftime show. What if next year they did like a all one-hit wonders from the 90s and 2000s? So you get Shaggy, It Wasn't Me. That comes in next. They do Thong Song by Cisco. They cap it off with some Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. What's better? All but worthy songs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen. Has there ever been an advert during the Super Bowl that was so popular that someone from that commercial then got cast for the the next year's halftime show? Because we could be onto something here. We're making the move. My other note with this was, um, how has Ashton Kutcher not aged? Because I swear, (laughs) I see him on the screen and I'm thinking... That's the guy from Dude, Where's My Car? Which must be at least 15 years old, and he looks maybe a couple of years older than he does in Dude, Where's My Car? Not to start a conspiracy, but clearly he's an android. Yeah, so that was my... Uh, so anyway, that one caught my attention, um, and I'm glad it did, because we've now figured out the halftime show for, for, for next year. You know what it could have been is maybe you know, like for years, Demi Moore didn't age, and then they got together and he took those powers from her and turned her into a grandma. Okay. And All now right. he's beautiful. Yeah. Um, the Wayne's World ad was fun just because it was Wayne's World, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, there, there was It not- was random. They're like, let's throw Cardi B in there just to spend an extra million. Yeah, I was half thinking it would be Alice Cooper, but they were like, no, if we can afford Cardi B, we'll just get one of them to wear an Alice Cooper T-shirt. That'll be, <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll be enough. Yeah, if they were on a budget, I think they would have given Alice a call. What I found amusing, because have I mentioned, I've switched to YouTube TV. I know. I've suddenly become technologically advanced. Ooh. Um, was they there were there was that ad for uh, Paramount that are starting a new app which we probably don't need because I mean I felt like I had too many apps to start with and I've got another one now for YouTube TV because it turned out to be a lot cheaper than my AT and T cable. Um, but I liked that. There's a couple of things I like about this ad. I like the fact that it had a bunch of old TV stars in it because I don't know if you've noticed, boys and girls, but I am a fan of old TV. So when you get a TV ad that's got Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek and Magnum in it, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm vaguely aware that Tom Selleck has had another show on for at least 10 years about cops or something. I don't care about that. He was Magnum. So you've got Magnum and uh, Jean-Luc Picard and someone else who was old was in that uh, ad. I forget who it was. But it's for a new streaming app. So they got my attention right. because Magnum and the guy from Star Trek are there. But then I'm thinking, oh, really? They're, they're, they're launching. There's another app. And I, I feel like I'm at the, 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 I've got too many apps to start with. So even though they've got this cast of people that kind of intrigues me, I'm immediately against another streaming app that we have to pay for. But then I read today that uh, because this Paramount app is a joint venture between Paramount and uh, CBS, apparently CBS All Access crashed for people that were trying to stream the game. So imagine <laughs> you've seen an ad for a new app, which is all tied in with CBS shows. And if your immediate reaction like me was, oh my God, I don't want to pay for another app. You're probably even going to be more disinclined to pay for that app now if the CBS or a CBS All Access app was how you were trying to stream the game because it crashed on you. So they because of a commercial, the game stopped? No, 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 no. The, the commercial is the, the only connection with the commercial is the fact that they were advertising oh, so, a new so CBS. People, okay, so many people were going to the CBS app. Right, crash. But okay. what I'm saying is, is that CBS are promoting a new app that they're doing with Paramount, right. trying to get us to pay an extra ten bucks a month or whatever it will be to get another app, another place you have to pay for extra TV. Meanwhile, if you were invested in a pre-existing CBS offering for the biggest sporting event of the year, you lost track of the Super Bowl because you were watching it through a CBS Access app because it crashed. See, this is the problem. Even Jean-Luc Picard couldn't fix it, and he used to run the Star Trek Starship Enterprise. That's the main problem I have with streaming is like, especially what now they're moving into more streaming live television, you deal with this kind of stuff all the time. Like when I watch live sports, I don't want to be watching it on even more of a delay than it already is because then all of a sudden, like, you're seeing tweets or, like, you might get a score way before it happens. Like, that happened to me last night. Whatever uh, the house I was at, whatever streaming service they used to watch live TV, I uh, all of a sudden I logged onto my phone and I saw a score that hadn't happened on our TV yet. Mm, mm. I feel there's, there's way too many options to choose from and that's making it that like none of them are as strong as they should be very valid points jeremy because some of my friends were on social media cam uh complaining that the sound quality for the weekend show was terrible but a i didn't have that experience i could say it sounded fine to me and it was obvious that he was miming um but also um other neighbors of mine were cheering for various different plays a good two minutes after I saw them on my TV, so they were oh, obviously they, so they were obviously watching um, a stream of some sort, uh, which was delayed. Um, but you know why I was up to the second because I've switched to YouTube TV. Have I mentioned that? It's I don't think so. It's the most technologically advanced. They better fucking sponsor this podcast because uh, <laughs> because I, I'm telling you, and I was I didn't want to invest in big tech, but I'm I'm all in. We might get to that. Have I mentioned I've switched to YouTube TV? That didn't crash at all. The quality on YouTube TV was such that you could tell the weekend was definitely 100% miming. <laughs> there, uh, just to show like another issue that streaming has had, especially with live sports, which is something they haven't, you know, as much as they keep pushing these Hulu has live sports commercials, clearly they're not getting it perfectly right yet because I was, uh, 
it was, I think, two weeks ago, there was the big Conor McGregor fight, and I ordered the fight. ESPN makes you pay an ungodly amount to watch one of these fights. And in the first 30 minutes, their feed wasn't working. It acted like it was down, and I hadn't purchased anything. And then I had to go start streaming it on an illegal website where I had already paid to watch it legally. And don't get me started about the fact that for two weeks, AT&T fell out with ABC, and so I didn't get any ABC for that amount of time. I mean, I've been complaining for weeks now because of the same thing. My cable network doesn't have Fox Sports Southwest, and I can't watch watch um any Mavs or Stars or when the Ranger season starts or college football or college basketball it's ridiculous I, it's it's because there's all these streaming services to choose from and the cable networks now can't compete and they have to charge more money for these stations and so forever you would see the commercials like oh your cable network is in a contract dispute like you know send a letter and have support and then inevitably the deal would always get done now stations that everyone loves like it's ABC, you should be able to get with bunny ears. <laughs> yeah, I should be able to stick a coat hanger in the back of my TV right. and get Jimmy Kimmel. Exactly. <laughs> Yet somehow, the only solution that's going to be is if somehow there's a company that figures out that makes a deal with all of these streaming services to create bundle packages, basically making streaming just what cable already is that people were pissed off about, which created streaming. Yeah. By the way, do you know who does get ABC? YouTube TV. Ooh. It's there. Also, while we're moaning about there being too many packages, I, I, have we brought this up on the podcast before? I don't know what the, the, whoever controls the Peacock app is thinking, but I am not going to pay for Peacock Premium. I don't want it, except I do want it because you've shifted loads of the Premiership soccer games to it. And I don't know what your game plan is with that, because so many, I know there's a, a, a niche of people in America that are into Premiership soccer, but on the whole, they're not. I mean, I've been called a socialist for liking Premiership soccer by people in Texas. I don't even understand why that makes me a socialist. Jeremy would be the first person to tell you that I'm very much not a socialist. But my point being, Peacock, whoever you are, you're not going to get the masses to switch to your app because they want to watch um, Liverpool play against Man City. I, however, want to watch Liverpool play against Man City, and I do not want to pay for your app. So could you come up with, you know, a big show that everyone does want, but not me, and start selling Peacock Premium with that? Because one of the many things that I liked about living in a proper country is that until Peacock Premium, this country got way more live UK Premiership soccer games than anyone in the UK. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we'll say someone wants to watch And it. now I have to get the Peacock Premium app in order to do that and it's very much upsetting me not as much as AT&T losing ABC but close Peacock actually like when you remember last year was when all these streaming services launched and Peacock actually did theirs smarter than any of the other services now I'll say HBO Max of all of them is probably the best they have way too much stuff and it's an awesome service but Peacock they came in and they're like oh you know what we're actually going to give our service out for free and that's what they told everyone and that's what they promoted it as and then it turned out that it wasn't all free. Their better stuff was free, but there still was a lot of good stuff that was in the free section instead of the paid section. And then slowly, they started pushing more and more stuff to the paid section. They brought over the office. They said, hey, we're going to have all this new, exclusive, never-before-seen stuff in the paid section. Right. I don't know who runs NBC. I can only assume based on everything on the network being produced by Lorne Michaels of SNL, it is Lorne Michaels behind <laughs> this. <laughs>
Lorne Michaels, get your hands out our wallet. We just want to watch TV. Aren't they um, closing NBC Sports? Are they? Someone told me that. I didn't see that. Possibly. I'm I've been doing, boys and girls, I've been doing a little bit of moonlighting, working for a sports radio station, and I heard this information. NBC Sports. Uh, I'm not seeing anything about it being canceled, but you, I mean, I would assume you know more than not they. canceled. It's not part of cancel culture. They were just going to close it down. NBC Sports was in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this was a this was a little rumor that I heard. Well, anyway, right. I understand the business premise of yeah. Here's Peacock. It's all for free, and we're going to lull you in, and then we're going to put this extra stuff on there and make you pay for it, so people think they want to invest an extra ten dollars a month in that. But can you start lulling people in with stuff that most people want that I don't rather than the other way round? Because you're taking all of my premiership soccer away and I just can't see America en masse wanting to pay for that. Whereas that should be something that as me being into something that's niche in America, I could continue getting for free. See, this is why Paramount Plus might actually be perfect for you oh. because it seems like they're targeting exactly. I always thought that the only way that would get you into streaming is if TV land all of a sudden it was like we have our own streaming do network you, do, do you know who has tv land you youtube tv see although they've got tv land and they've got cozy tv I, i've put together a wish list. we'll talk about youtube tv in a minute because i've got a wish list of the channels that they aren't carrying at the moment that i quite like them to have okay they should definitely be sponsoring this podcast i'm so pro it i can't and i wasn't pro it i didn't want to i'm old school i didn't want to get rid of my old um my old cable um Right. Have you got any other ads to, dis to, to, to discuss? I thought we were going to do two minutes on ads, but now we've done like 20 minutes. We've, we've cast Shaggy for the halftime show of the, of the 2022 Super Bowl. I think that was quite a quite a call. And we've also slammed the new CBS app. Unless, of course, Paramount app wants to sponsor this podcast, in which case it is a great app. Uh, you should disregard the fact the current CBS All Access app crashed during the uh, the Super Bowl and uh, and everyone should invest in it. Yeah, streaming isn't a business sham. We love it. <laughs> Anything else on ads? I got nothing. So after uh, after the Super Bowl, the Equalizer debuted. This is, uh, you know, we were, I was excited about this for weeks since the promos uh, began. I think actually maybe um, this is why I thought that the ads weren't as entertaining during the Super Bowl as they were previously. Because in amongst all of those um, highly paid for ads, you kept on getting promos for the reboot of The Equalizer starring Queen Latifah, yes. right? And every time I saw a promo, I thought to myself, these people, these people that have already seen the pilot episode and they've given it bad reviews because they don't think that it's highbrow enough or it doesn't tick enough boxes for what they think modern day TV should be doing, blah, 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 blah. I'm watching a 10-second promo during pretty much, it was kind of like every other ad break during the Super Bowl. And in every promo for The Equalizer, do you know what I saw? What? I saw a hard-ass Queen Latifah punching people, shooting people, and running from a building that exploded. What more do you want from an action TV show? <laughs> that is the premise of every 80s action show I have ever loved and still love to this day. I am all in. 
See, we were sold with just off the trailer that was out a few weeks ago. And you, I still haven't watched it, but you told me, what's that movie she's in? The bank oh, job movie? Set it off. Right. Lesbian where... bank robbers. I So I actually didn't watch the new Equalizer. It's not called set it off lesbian bank robbers, is it? I think it is. Because <laughs> I saw multiple tweets. I Like I said, I didn't watch the Equalizer after the game, but I saw a lot of praise online. And one out of every four happened to mention, this reminds me of set it off. Maybe Maybe the Equalizer is also a lesbian bank robber. Right. Well, well, I mean, you. Ca- I feel like the the best people get cast from doing TV shows or movies that show that they can do the character efficiently, even if the character that they've played before is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. So, in Set It Off, she's a bank robber, right? So she's doing bad stuff. Whereas in the Equalizer, she's someone who helps out people who need help. So she's like a retired. Secret Service right. agent doing some good or stuff. Or like when a gangster rapper goes and plays a cop on yeah. TV. But it's the same as, um, you know, I, I think Daniel Craig got cast as James Bond because he was in that movie Layer Cake. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, great movie. Right. So his character is very similar to how he plays James Bond, sure. but in Layer Cake, he's a drug dealer. So you, Right, you know, right, you, yeah. You see what I mean? Worlds collide. Right. So I should probably watch Set It Off uh, because maybe that it, that was kind of how the, the, the producers thought that uh, Queen Latifah uh, could be the equalizer. So I'm watching the trailer, and as I said, every time she's punching someone, she's got, she's pistol whipping someone, she's running from an exploding building. That's all I need to know. You show me that's going to be that's that's your promo for a TV show. I don't care about the storyline that goes around it. I just want those elements. And so the equalizer starts, and within the first few minutes, she goes into. I mean, it's classic 80s action show. There's like, you know what I liked? They didn't spend a ton of time with a preamble about the background of this character we got like a whole season to discover the background of this character i want a couple of minutes we need to basically fast forward to a scene where queen latifah is walking into a dodgy situation it should probably be a warehouse on the bad side of town she's going to be surrounded by bad guys she's going to have very cliche one-liners between her and the bad guys and then suddenly she's either going to like pull out a gun or like throw some sort of like karate punch set off a fight scene that should preferably involve fighting and shooting and beat them all within about 10 seconds. And that's exactly what happened. And you know what? There might have been some scenes during that 10-second rumble where it was clear that there was a body double. But that also that also goes in line with every every famous 80s action right. show I love. The stunts are terrible. I mean, you could see action heroes from the 80s who were bald in the show atop of a train where they've clearly got a lot of hair. It didn't right. matter. That's just how it, that's just how or it was Or like filmed. when they do like the small blonde girl on the motorcycle <laughs> right. and all of a sudden like it's a big, huge, hulking dude. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly that. So, and what I loved about it was that... Um, they uh, they set it up again exactly how an old school TV pilot would be in so much as they didn't spend loads of time giving you the background of the character. They basically gave you, although it was the pilot, what is going to be a typical episode of this show in so much as I think, and this is, this is what the reviewers are missing out on, I think that the plot of the pilot for this version of The Equalizer sets a standard that is pretty much going to be the same for that show every week that it airs. I guarantee that if it, if they put it, I'm assuming it's going to make it to a second episode, Let's hope. that the second episode will start with 
three, maybe four minutes tops of a preamble of someone who gets into trouble. By the time we hit the fifth minute, Queen Latifah should be back in another dodgy warehouse about to pull her gun out and to throw some people around. There should be a bit halfway through where she gets into a very sticky situation and maybe it doesn't seem as if it's going well. And if we are in the final five minutes of the show, and she hasn't got her gun out again, and we've not had at least one shootout and a car chase, I'd be very disappointed. Basically, what I'm saying is, the blueprint of the show was everything I loved about 80s action shows, and it should be the same every week, because people like me that love that type of show, we want to know what we're going to get. Right, like, you don't want any cliffhangers, you don't want any, like, plot twists or surprises, like, give me the same exact episode, every single episode, just kind of change out the guest stars yeah, every once in a maybe, while. Yeah, and you don't even need to do that, because you know what, if a baddie in episode 2 is a good baddie, I don't mind if he or she comes back in episode 11 playing a different baddie. I'm fine with that, because that also used to happen a lot. The only thing they have left to do is if there's ever an evil version of Queen Latifah in the oh! show, you're you're giving them all the Emmys. When, when good goes bad. <laughs> like when there was an evil Michael Knight or a bad kit. See, oh, all, yes. all of this sounds impressive and entertaining, but you know what would make it a lot more impressive and entertaining? If while she was doing this, she was also robbing banks and professing her love for a woman of the same sex. <laughs> yeah, well, I um, I was impressed with it. Also, do you know what I also liked? I, they did, uh, and I, I only vaguely remember watching reruns of the original Equalizer um, when it was uh, on TV. Right, the show, not the, the Denzel movie. Oh, I know those movies. Those right, movies right. Were, were, were really good. And again, you see, so Denzel Washington did a great new version of The Equalizer because there are two movies. It's very high budget. Um, uh, he relies on sort of different tactics. I mean, they, they, he's got the same name as the original Equalizer and the premise of him being retired from some sort of secret service right. and now helping people in need is the same. But the rest of it isn't whereas queen latifah's version he's has got so many parallels with the original version of the equalizer this is what i also loved that at the very end of the pilot episode she goes online to place an advert because she's helped this person out in the pilot this is how you know that every week it's going to be exactly the same right she she kind of stumbled into a situation where she helped a person in need and guess what? It went so well that at the end of the pilot episode, she decides that actually she's going to go in business and be available for hire. Therefore, meaning that every week she'll be doing exactly what she did in the pilot episode, which I'm totally fine with. But what I loved the most was in the original version of The Equalizer from the 80s, he had an advert in the newspaper for like, if you need help, if you're out on your own. I can't remember the exact wording right. of it. The final scene of the pilot of Queen Latifah's Equalizer is that she's placing an advert online, but the wording was exactly the same as it was in the original from 1980-whatever. And I read a fucking review today that said that was a ridiculous thing to put in as the conclusion, because if you didn't see the original, then you've got no point of context for that. Well, fuck you, reviewer, because I have seen the original. I watched reruns as a kid in the 90s, and just at the point at which I was thought it couldn't get any better because we'd had... Car chase, gun shoot out, torture, fighting, 
all of the elements that I expect every week, they throw threw in that last little scene, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I just imagine the uh, the producer of that of the new Equalizer listening to this episode of the podcast and hearing that rant, and just being like, all right, calm down, Campbell. We're gonna get to a second episode, all right? That is the only thing that uh, scares me. And again, uh, I wanted to ask you because you know you're my my, my sports authority. I- I'm gonna guess. That although they make a big PR stunt out of whatever the show is that follows the Super Bowl leading up to the Super Bowl, in terms of whatever that show is, it probably isn't the best time to launch a new show because everyone's all TV'd out, right? right. They've spent all day watching the pregame and then they watch the actual game and they've eaten more chips and dips and wings than they're going to have for the, the entire rest of the year. They're probably going to like fall asleep. Yeah, I spend the first hour after the game in the bathroom, not still in front of the TV. <laughs> so if it's not a success, we could justifiably say it's not because I have no taste in TV, it's because it debuted after the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll use that as the excuse. This definitely has nothing to do with your terrible, terrible taste in TV and movies. If it doesn't work for CBS, because they've got a shitty app, as we've already discussed, unless CBS All Access wants to sponsor this podcast, in which case their app is amazing. So much fun. YouTube TV. If you don't pick this up as your own thing, I know you tried to make your own TV (laughs) with Cobra Kai and then gave up and gave it to Netflix, Right. right? But I've seen this happen many times before. Networks put shows on and they don't work after the first season or a bunch of episodes and they cancel them and then they get picked up by like Hulu or Netflix. Right. That that should be the case for uh, for this version of The Equalizer. I think Queen Latifah's lesbian equalizer is going to live on forever. It's not a lesbian equalizer. You've only seen one episode. You don't know that it's not no, a lesbian No, I, I, I do. I do. Uh, that she's got a, another female that lives in the house. And when it first mm, came, when, no, interesting. When it first came on, I thought, oh, okay, they're going to play it as a lesbian equalizer. But no, that uh, that other lady is her aunt. Unless there's going to be a, an arc, and it actually comes out that she's not her aunt. It's just the cover, and they're actually in a lesbian relationship. But I don't think that you need to cover those things up in 2021. We're way more woke now. You haven't seen set it off. Yeah, you literally just described the plot of the movie. Also, again, I don't care whether it's lesbian or not, but I would rather that it's not going to be a situation where it starts off as they just say that this lady is her aunt and then it turns out that secretly they're lesbian lovers. And the only reason why I don't want that is because that would be a story arc running across multiple episodes and that is not what we want from The Equalizer. (laughs) If it's going to be like an 80s show, we want a storyline where it doesn't matter how many episodes you've missed, you can come in at episode 10 and still understand what's going on and know that if you like it, episode 11 is going to be exactly the same with different characters. Maybe not that different because the baddie in episode 11 might have already been cast as a baddie in episode 2. Also equally (laughs) acceptable. So basically you want this show to run like Gilligan's Island where like people would show up on the island with no explanation yet the people on the island can never get off of the island? Look, I I never watched Gilligan's Island, but I will tell you this. William Shatner was a killer in Columbo twice and those two episodes are some of the best episodes of Columbo. And it didn't matter to me that when he was in the second episode cast as a killer, he was playing a radio talk show host. I didn't watch that and think... But this guy, the radio talk show host, about five years ago, he was playing a TV detective who Columbo also caught for murder. Like, I I wasn't watching that episode of Columbo going, 
come on, Columbo, you should be going... How are you a radio talk show host? I already put you in jail for murder when you were when you were a TV detective because it didn't matter. We just wanted we wanted See, more Shatner to be a killer. The internet ruined that from ever being a thing again because now like people will just research and be like, oh, he was actually this character before. That's a plot hole. There's only one show in like modern again, again, television that has you, succeeded doing that. The only plot hole there is that you're comparing. A previous episode with the current episode. If there are no story arcs and you're taking it week to week, it doesn't matter. Look, I'm just explaining to you how the internet works. They get angry over stuff like this. There's, a, I don't know if you ever, there, uh, Charlie Sheen, Two and a Half Men. Yes. So two, in Two and a Half Men, randomly they would like, every once in a while have the same female actress just play like a different attractive woman in a later season and that was the only time it worked because everyone was so distracted by how much of a shit show Charlie Sheen was they didn't care about the other characters or their storylines what was the I didn't watch it but what isn't there a famous sitcom where they changed one of the kids Roseanne and they made jokes about it I was never a Roseanne fan not the reboot where she got um, woked I and believe, it got taken I believe off. you might be right where they had a son and they changed There was the a kid in the... I never watched any of the Roseannes, but there was a kid... Where, it ran for years and years originally, right? Right, yeah. There was a kid, I think, in that who got... Re, the actor or actress got recast. And for the years beyond that... In the script, like that boy or girl would appear in the sitcom and Roseanne or the husband would go, hey, you look different. And then they get on with the <laughs> actual story, right? Like breaking the fourth wall, right, right. Like, that, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, they knew what they were dealing with. Um, I'm just one. I didn't make any notes on the equalizer. I th- you know, I thought to myself, if I write, sometimes I write notes because since I gave up drinking and I can't remember my own thoughts, you would think it would be the other way around. But I tell you, my memory was way more efficient when I was drunk. Um, so occasionally I make notes for the things that I want to bring up on the podcast. I didn't make any notes on the equalizer because I thought if I list all of my thoughts, we would be here literally all day just discussing the equalizer. So, I mean, it's not like we've spent half hour just discussing right. the equalizer. So, <laughs> to, so basically tune in later this week where we do a deep dive on nothing but the equalizer. <laughs> I'm going to add another thing. Add another thing. I'm telling you, I, you know what? Because even though I watched it live, I don't know if I mentioned this, I've got YouTube TV now where it's, no. very, it's very easy to... Um, use your laptop to record TV. Um, so I, I've definitely got it on my uh, DVR, which, by the way, with YouTube TV, is unlimited. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I might go back later on today and watch more and watch, watch it again, just in case there are any points that w- which I was... You know what? I'm, what I, one other thing that I will say, and then we'll wrap up this episode, is that, um, listen, people who make the Equalizer, uh, if, 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 if these, these morons that have given it bad reviews, start adversely affecting the ratings. Well, there's two things you can do. First of all, clearly I should be some sort of executive producer because you can't want a better (laughs) consultant for me if it needs to be fixed, right? Secondly, here's how you bring it back to make sure it's getting the attention of people like me. If for some reason it doesn't all fall into place and you don't get the ratings fast enough, start casting old actors that people remember from those <laughs> 80s TV shows. Now, I personally think that Queen Latifah playing the Equalizer from what I saw from that pilot, it is strong enough and it's hitting all the right points and it should run for several seasons. But if 
because of the bad reviews, you're not getting the ratings that you need. You could always make it the equalizer kind of doing the expendables where you just <laughs> but ra- yeah. but rather than getting big names from movies we get somewhat forgotten names right. from 80s tv the actors yeah <laughs> like and you go like because you know the, the, uh, stallone was doing it on a on a bigger budget getting old guys but they were known for being on the big screen i'm talking about you know old actors and actresses that are more known from the small screen right if you have to start with the cast of street hawk and blue thunder so be it you can google <laughs> those shows um but that would be the other way to, to And to look, go. if all of that doesn't work out, watch out for season two of The Equalizer on digitalamerica.com. If our website could become the hosting site for the new version of The Equalizer... That's our next billion-dollar idea. We're now a streaming service. Fuck you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just say to Queen Latifah, look, I know you think this is a step down, but wait till you get to the three-part episode where you play a double of yourself because that's where the real money is. (laughs) Double parting. All right. I think we did America Today. Did we America Today? I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. If you want to talk to us, don't forget didyouamerica.com. You can vote for Song of the Week on the website. You can also go to my Twitter. I'm at Ian Canfield. There will be a uh, Twitter poll there for Song of the Week. And uh, if you want to leave us any messages, uh, you can absolutely do that via the website. Plus, you can buy Did You America t-shirts. How great are they, Jeremy? Nipples feel good on, it does. DidYouAmerica.com is where you can go for all of that. Thanks for listening to this one.